Hey everyone, we're back with another week of Find Your Film. This is episode 117. I'm joined by my betters, Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky. Bruce, how do I find out, find out what number episode it is? Can you tell our listeners? Because I, dumb Greg had no idea. How does Greg find the episode number? Well, I, I sneak in every week when you're sleeping and I tattoo it on the back of your eyelids. So just look at that and you can see it. <laughs> or for, for, for the lay listener, I, I'm, or, you know, just, you know, it's good. Google Doc. When you see a Google Doc, always look at the title. I asked Eric and Bruce, what's the title? And Bruce simply said, in a, not in a, in a terse fashion, but not unfriendly fashion. Look on the top of your Google Doc. That should be a life lesson. Eric, are, are there a lot of life lessons to be learned this week on Find Your Film regarding the movies we're covering? No, not one. Not one. No, uh, Bruce? We, we don't do life lessons here. You no know, that, life lessons. That's, that's not our lane. No, no. no and in fact, it. if you're taking life lessons from any of us, first life lesson, don't do that. No, don't, don't, don't do it. Do you concur, Bruce Berkey, with this? No life no, lessons? No, I've, I've learned that um, tongue, tongue, and yum, yum rhyme. <laughs> I'm in the mood for some watermelon. We're going to be talking about how those phrases actually coincide in conjunction with something with a movie. I'm hoping that all of us really enjoyed Dinner in America is Eric Holmes. If you're actually watching the video version, Dinner in America, that's Eric's moniker this week. Dinner in Alabama, that's Bruce Perky's moniker. And I'm Dinner in the San Fernando Valley. Eric Holmes, why are we all three? Why are we dinnered out? What's going on? Why are we plugging dinners all across the United States? Can you, and do you have a, do you have a clue? Well, I think it's because we're all foodies at heart. <laughs> we all like food. I like to cook it. And I, I don't know if you guys like to cook, but I like to cook. No, like do you have eat. a signature dish, dish uh, Eric Holmes? It's like a go-to that everyone loves. Uh, no, I try to I try to mix it up a lot. Um, I guess uh, I, I grill and smoke very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my mid forties, so obviously smoking meats. You know, they say that in World War II documentaries is what you go for. <laughs> I went for the former. <laughs> Why can't you do both, Bruce? Is that correct? Smoking and World War II documentaries is something that you might like to hanker for in your mid forties. You and I are well past that. Do you remember the your World War II documentary phase, or maybe your 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 smoking phase, as far as the I, grill or whatnot? I was yeah, I was still stuck on the cooking, and I, I think my preferred method isn't do smoking or anything. It's I need a hot microphone. And I cook some chocolate pudding with that, and it really comes through <laughs> amazingly. Very good. With that, you're going to get something called bleeding. <laughs> that's oh, ble- for you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's some bleeding audio here for you. The reason why all three of us are named Dinner is because we're going to be covering a movie this week called Dinner in America. The other couple movies we're going to be covering is a documentary called Bleeding Audio, a music scene about a band. Eric, did you find this a little bit? Could you relate? Did you Did you find something... Interesting. Bleeding yes. audio. Yeah, uh, quite, a, quite a bit, actually. Um, well, I, I, I guess we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. You know why? We're not going to get to it right now. You know why, Bruce? Because in this world, there are no saints. Are there saints in this world, Bruce? What do you think? There are so many saints. 
Oh, um, so many saints. <laughs> they come marching in. Like every time I look around, they're marching there's, around here. There's Drew Brees and another one. Very good. And, and another probably one. the running back whose name okay. I don't know. I was thinking about this guy, Deuce McAllister, back in the day. I, I you know, Michael, um, who, who, uh, who's that guy, Bush? I forgot, I forgot that guy, Bush. Sometimes I, I watch football. Do you guys watch f- football at all during the year? Are you guys football fanatics? Yeah. yeah. Not fanatics, yeah. but I'll, I'll watch it. Okay, I you know what I bet you, Bruce, you don't watch any sports because you're too busy watching. How many films again do you do you watch a week? Fifteen, ten to fifteen at least. I only watched. I didn't count them this week. Probably eight or nine. Okay, eight or nine this week. Not bad. Not bad. Before we get to our main three things, for, as far as our intro on our Google Doc, I have nothing for our intro. You know what? I have something for our intro because I am so backed up with interviews. I did four interviews today. We have some really extra offshoot stuff that Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky have been working on. They like to, they work on it throughout the week. Eric Holmes, there is hanging with the Holmes material that I'm still putting in our find your film vaults. What can listeners expect from this hanging with this, with the Holmes crew coming up in our, on our podcast feed and our website, findyourfilms.com. We did a couple, uh, me and Steve, my brother Steve, uh, recorded a couple more of the IMDb game or find your film games. Wait, we, yeah, Rebranding yeah. I, it, find we, your rebrand it. We don't want a big lawsuit. We don't want Judge Wapner or <laughs> Judge Judy. That, uh, you know, you don't, yeah, like gotta watch yeah. Wapner. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. But uh, we we recorded a couple of those, um, and I uh, had uh, May and Anton went and watched the bad guys. So we recorded another segment called find your kids is why do you need to hear me talk about the bad guys? It was made for kids like me and Anton. So we'll let them talk about it. So the extended homes family, me and Anton will be reviewing the bad guys. You have that to look forward to in our podcast feed. And of course, Eric and his brother, Steve, that they did the find your film game specifically on such luminaries as George Carlin there. I mean, we, we previously released a Joel Schumacher, game interesting stuff and morgan freeman's coming up a lot of different stuff coming up and you know it's so interesting is the most i guess the most insightful one among all three of us i think i can speak for eric holmes is bruce perky but instead of going for the insightful scholarly route for his editions for the weekly cinematic editions he has these going in blind segments what you got on these going in blind segments why why in the world again do you like these going in blind segments I don't know. I think they're fun to think what I think the movie might be and find out what they actually are. I, I think I was spot on. I was really, really right on on uh, There Are No Saints. I think I had yes. that one nailed. Um, and I was a little bit more off on – what was the other one I did? What did I, what I did think I you do? did Dinner in America. Oh, I, I did do Dinner in America. That's yeah. right. I was yeah. pretty close on that one. It wasn't too far off. Um, you, you did one, I guess, that will remain in the vault. <laughs> Yes, we have one in yes, the vault. It's one. a mystery one that may someday. It's like, um, you know, when Jerry Lewis has done that movie about the Holocaust and he's a clown and he yes. lost it away. It's coming out like, I think this year or next year, because he yeah. had to be so many years after his death. It's like that. So, you know, about 30 years from now, maybe you guys should check it out. It's really worth it. Um, don't forget, we also have on our feed right now, um, the second edition of Find Your Film After Hours. Which uh, was Eric and I doing a spoiler discussion of men. Yes. I- Eric and Bruce, they've been working overtime for this. They, they did a spoiler discussion, uh, discussion of men. You can find it on our podcast feed. You can find it on our YouTube channel, our Deepest Dream YouTube channel. They also did a movie review a couple of weeks ago of The Sadness, which is – no, it's not in, It's not the story of Greg Srizabasi's love life. It's a, the new movie that's currently out on Shudder. Very gory, gory film. You get to see what they actually think 
of the sadness. But let's more importantly, let's get to, oh, Eric, have the have the orders been coming in on findyourfilmpodcast.com as far as our merch? No. <laughs> can I, hey, Bruce, can, do you know how to edit this and say yes, like millions and millions yes. of- Yes, yes. We, we've been selling, <laughs> we've been selling them like hotcakes. Okay, speaking of hotcakes, we're not selling hotcakes, but if you want shirts, hoodies, I don't, I don't know what else, shopping carts, shower curtains, Bruce, what else? Glass, glasses. Find your film a glass, like a beer glass. You want? There's you know a what? special limited edition shirt of me on there. That don't yeah. forget about that. <laughs> yeah. we, we it's a hell raising shirt there. Yeah, we do not have a shower curtain, and that might be why people aren't. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're disappointed and they've decided to boycott the, the website, the Find Your Film yeah, yeah. Podcast. As soon, as soon as we get that shower curtain up, then the floodgates will just open. We've been <laughs> waiting for the shower curtain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the shower car, uh, shopping cart. So that's going to be really great. That's like a little callback from a couple of episodes back. But now let's start with a movie called There Are No Saints. What do you want? I'd like to see my son. I knew they let you go. I never stopped praying. I was thinking of stepping back. You made enemies, they remember you. They'd love to take you on. Oh, I'd love to see them try. There's nowhere to run. Get the boy. Actions have consequences. We got a full tank. I'm looking for my son. Are you just gonna waltz in there? Pretty much. Get out of here, you hijo de puta madre. Now we begin. Tell me where my son is. For all the things I've done. I'm about to do. May God have mercy on my soul. This is what justice looks like. Now it's time for you to pay. Julio can't stop talking about you. Like some kind of saint. Just tell him I'm not. I was subject to this kind of conversation on on our Facebook Messenger where Bruce and Eric were going back and forth regarding the efficacy of There Are No Saints. There Are No Saints. I think it... It stars Ron Perlman, and it's a very it's out on VOD this Friday, and it's a it's an interesting film. It centers on this guy who's he's in a, he's a hitman, sort of like he's a he's a criminal, and he's just released from prison. And I don't you don't even know if he's actually wanna if he actually wants to lead a straight and narrow life because there are people within his world within his criminal world who want him pretty much to stay back in the game and keep on doing criminal minded stuff. But the thing is, this movie also stars Tim Roth. The thing is, he has to he's named the Jesuit. 
The problem is his life of crime continues after he's released because his wife is killed and his son is taken to Mexico as a hostage. I, it's not, it is not a spoiler because I'm reading the IMDb plot summary for There Are No Saints. So that is the premise of There Are No Saints. It is the screenplay is from Paul Schrader, filmmaker Paul Schrader. And again, it stars Tim Roth, Ron Perlman, and Tommy Flanagan from Sons of Anarchy. Some really interesting actors. But the lead actor is Jose Maria Yaspic. He plays Neto Niete, the main guy behind this. And Shannon Sossman plays Inez, a bar lounge, I guess, bartender. A bartender who ends up taking part in his revenge plot or his plot to actually rescue his kidnapped son in Mexico. That's the premise of There Are No Saints. Bruce Perky, I'm really worried about what you think of this movie because I'm thinking this might be more of an Eric Holmes movie, not a Bruce Perky movie. Am I wrong on this? Uh, you might be a little bit wrong. Um, this is, <laughs> this is, well, okay. First of all, Paul Schrader, uh, he must have been going for his exploitation movie with this one because this doesn't really seem to fall necessarily into what I see most of the time coming out of his uh, writing. But that being said, you know, we see a lot of movies on here that are kind of like, uh, Kind of just kind of those, they feel like they're those low rent action movies. What was that Gasoline Alley was one of them. Oh, and, yeah. My, the one I gave four stars uh, when I loved. What was it Last last Looks or whatever that was? I lo- Wait, I love that too. Are you, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> we get all these movies and, and I, 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 I find them like dull and nearly unwatchable. On paper, a lot of this could be the same. Like it's not an original story. It's got a lot of like on the downside actors or, you know, actors that, you, that were in their heyday, maybe like 15 to 20 years ago, kind of all popping up in here. You've got trope after trope after trope. You have a, a confusing connected plot where it goes from his kid and wife's house and then gangsters are chasing him and racist cops are chasing him, but he's after other people and he goes to a strip joint and it becomes a road picture and there's a real estate development development tours. I don't know whether there's just, this movie has all kinds of crazy stuff in it. And um, it has some hilariously terrible lines and somehow it's a hell of a lot of fun. I can't recommend this to everybody. You have to go in kind of with the attitude of this is, this is action schlock, I guess. Or, I don't know. I always see what agree. Eric says. I think Eric will have a better approach to it. But it it does things that don't logically make any sense other than to string together a bunch of kind of action tropes. And somehow it makes them it, – it's done in a style that is somehow entertaining. Uh, and it's – you know, sometimes you get a movie and they have all these amazing parts. And somehow the movie is less than the the addition of the parts. And this is the opposite of that. All the parts are kind of not great, and somehow the combo is better than all those parts. Uh, even things like early on, and I loved this to the point that I screen capped and sent you guys pictures. Uh, early on, when he's meeting his son, who doesn't know him very well, who's been waiting for him while he was in prison, somehow his son is drawing these like uh, characters of his dad as like Jesus on the cross and all these things. And he has all these like illustrations. He keeps showing his dad and they're ludicrous, but they're hilarious. And I loved them. And uh, the whole movie's like that. It's full of hilarious, ludicrous scenes that somehow are entertaining. I can't wholeheartedly recommend this to everybody, but if you go in with the right attitude, you can have some fun. I like someone like, uh, Chad Wilfong. I think he would probably dig this movie. Chad Wilfong um, is a member of our Cinematics Facebook group. Please join our group mm-hmm. listeners because we have daily updates from our oh, members. Yes. Yes, sir. Jason Kleberg. 
Jason Kleberg should from- watch this movie yesterday. Sh- this is sh- like should have okay. in his it's in his gasoline alley. It's, it's in just- his gasoline alley. Jason Lee- Jason Kleberg from the uh, head honcho over at the Force Five Movie Podcast, very a podcast that we all love and endorse, and yada yada yada. Shannon Sossum, and also I, I mentioned her before. I've you know you might know her early, from early on, early in her career from a Knight's Tale. I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you something. This is my favorite performance so far from what I've seen of Shannon Sossaman. She. It's a colorful role, and and this could have been just a throwaway role. In a, when you talk about action schlock, you mentioned it action schlock, Bruce, in a and actually in an affectionate way vis a vis this film. And because you have a role, she plays Inez in this movie. It could have been a throwaway junky role, but. She does a lot with it. So really it becomes a road movie at one point with those two. So interesting. And I actually cared about <laughs> I, like, I I for some reason I actually cared about the characters and their fates and with the final moments. Eric Holmes, a lot of these actors, Tommy Flanagan, Ron Perlman, you know these people. Um, this seems to be a movie for Eric Holmes. Am I correct on this? Well, yes. You are. <laughs> uh, first, of all, first of all, Tommy Flanagan's awesome. Even yeah. if his movies aren't great, Tommy Flanagan is always awesome. So how dare you say an uh, actor on their down? Yeah, how dare you, Bruce? Um, but Tommy Flanagan <laughs> and Ron Perlman, so a little Sons of Anarchy reunion right there, which um, they never shared a scene together, I don't believe. But oh, uh, Brian Cox, Neil McDonough, Tim Roth, like this is like a, a who's who of what Eric wants to see on screen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this is like uh, just a hard boiled kind of thriller and it's uh complete trash, but that's, and I don't say that as a pejorative. I say that as uh you know, wear that like a badge on your sleeve. It's like, yeah, fucking, you know, fucking hard boiled trash. Suck it. This movie's awesome. <laughs> um, this uh, to Bruce's point, um, this is not, you know, this is not like Academy Award winning kind of stuff, but also like a lot of the movies we've um, watched and some I've even liked a lot, you know, the the Petite Mamans, um, to a lesser degree, Bill Buco, like we, we watched like a lot of slower indie movies. And so when we get something like this, once in a while, we do get like a kind of actiony thrillers like this, but they're not good. So it's like, I guess, I guess so. This one fucking works like a lot for me. Um, wow, it but, works a lot for you. Yeah, okay. but okay. Uh, it, at the same time, you know, this is kind of like a uh, you know, I mentioned like Paul Schrader. Um, I am I don't know, but I imagine he was sitting there his typewriter or keyboard or whatever, and like, you know what? I want to do a fun movie. It, it's just going to have a bunch of horrible, like, you know, horrible, like action scenes, people, horrible people doing horrible shit to each other. Uh, really cool one-liners. Um, and you know what? Fuck it. And I, I, I just imagine him just sitting at his keyboard, just having fun writing this. I'm going to put you and on then, the spot, Eric. I'm going to put you on the spot. The card counter directed by Paul Schrader or there are no saints. Which movie do you prefer? See again, it kind it comes to uh, it comes down to what mood I'm in. This is kind of more my speed. Uh, there are no saints, um, but at the same time, like uh, Card Counter, like had a little more to say. This one seemed like more kind of uh, we're just gonna fuck around and have some fun with it. Um, and so, and I was dude when I put this on, I was just absolutely in the mood for it. 
when when this movie was playing in front of me, I was like, thank fucking God. I love this. <laughs> Didn't we watch it almost the same time? Like, yeah, are we I, watching I, it? I think so. <laughs> Which, by the way, leads me to I'm coining a new phrase <laughs> because <laughs> this, this is a movie I love. This is a movie that I would totally watch again. I would watch this movie a bunch of times. Um, but... I can't give this movie five stars. It's not that kind of movie. In fact, giving this movie five stars, I think would be a slight against it. And so I'm coining a new phrase. This movie is a three star banger, three star banger, it's a three star movie, but it's such a banger. And I mean, even though it's a three star, it's not a three star movie. It's a three star banger, which means I'm not saying it will be in my top 10 of the year, but it could be. Okay, you can say three. <laughs> okay, we'll do three star banger. But I'll be honest, I'm I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna actually. I understand the the phrase three star banger, but I would my personal rating for this because I I had so much fun. I'm gonna just very quickly add my mini review. Here's the thing, along with what Bruce and Eric was saying, this movie there are no saints without giving too much away. There are parts in this movie that are absolutely uncompromising, yeah. and not just the violence, but the story itself. And just because of that, there's a huge uptick for me. The lead actor is good. He's very good in this movie. Jose Maria Yaspik. I'm probably mispronouncing the name, but he's a very good actor. Not the usual lead that you'd see Paz in a movie. Vega. Paz Vega? Paz Vega's awesome. We all love Paz Vega. She plays the wife. And yeah, I'm giving this four stars. I'm going to be honest. Three-star banger, I understand. Because you're feeling so good about this movie. But I personally, I'm going to give it four stars. Bruce Perky, what are you going to give it? Three and a half. Three and a half stars. <laughs> and then three and a half stars. The weird thing is three stars. I gave it three stars, but it's three star banger usurps all of yours because <laughs> it's, it's actually a higher rating. <laughs> okay. Eric Holmes is on brand with a three star banger. Obviously, I'm not going to criticize his math skills because I'm really bad with math myself. Three star banger is probably even more than a four star film. So I'll, we'll, we'll, you know what? We, the fact that we, we do stuff like Dean Koontz wallet watch, which makes no sense. I'll, I'm all about the three star banger. Yes. Eric I, I, see, I, I imagine three star banger is being like one of those movies like i recognize that this movie you know a lot of people would watch this but i fucking love the shit out of it so it's like you know it's like uh uh you know the the normal star rating but you had banger to it and it's like yeah it's three stars but fucking i'm fucking watching this every time like dc Uh, cab dc cab is a three-star banger for me okay this okay now listeners remember this three and a half stars from bruce so in the normal world, that means a recommendation from Bruce. I give it four stars. Okay. I love this movie. Eric gave it is a three-star banger. Just remember, that's better than our rating. So <laughs> it might be even – this might be five-star. I, I cannot even imagine what a three-and-a-half-star banger would be. It would be like Beastmaster or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, all of us recommended, especially Eric Holmes' three-star banger. That is the highest mark. This movie, There Are No Saints, is getting, again, Friday on Video On Demand, May 27th. Really wonderful film. If you like Paul Schrader's writing – Eric Holmes really focused in on that. Really good stuff. Pulpy, juicy. And I have no idea how Bruce Perky got it, gave this three and a half stars. That's amazing. I'm so happy that Bruce Perky just got on, got, got on board with this as well. Really, really cool. There are no saints. That is it. 
Next up is a movie, a documentary called Bleeding Audio. The reason why this centers on the rise and the fall or possibly rise again of this group called The Matches. They were a band that they they toured together for about 10 years and they disbanded due to, well, that's the, how, the, the whole idea about Bleeding Audio. I don't know if I want to give away why they disbanded, but that's for you as a viewer to actually, there's some added value if you have no idea who The Matches are, what they were about, what kind of the music there were. I'm thinking maybe pop, punk rock type stuff that came out in the early aughts, early to mid aughts, that when it was really popular, there's some reason why they were popular in their day to a certain extent. They released three albums. You got to actually learn about their journey from be, from touring to actually why they split up and why and what happens to them years later when they reunite. I'm going to start off with you, Bruce, regarding Bleeding Audio. I'm assuming this is not your lane of music, but maybe you might have appreciated what it's about. Um, well, I mean, they're in that same lane. I think, I think their contemporaries are going to be bands like what panic at the disco and, uh, kind of that, that poppy punky emo theory, you know, my chemical romance, all that kind of stuff was coming out and be hitting big about the time they were hitting as well. Um, I like some of that stuff. Some of that stuff I think holds up really well. Some of it doesn't. Um, so yeah, this is a pretty, so I guess, okay. Music documentaries, right? There's a million of them. So the kind of the point of the music documentary is, does it give you something you never knew about? Does it give you a really compelling story? Like, you know, arc of the band, I guess the kind of the, the, the hook here is that this is the band that should have been big that, that never was for some reason. And, and a lot of these other contemporaries come out sort of towards the beginning and talk about like, why wasn't this band? Why didn't this band not blow up when all these other bands did? And then it kind of also shows how they've have a very, very, very strong, um, I don't want to say cult following, but a really, really solid, rabid fan base, like loyal to the core kind of, you know, they're showing uh, the beginning is all these people getting tattoos of the band's lyrics and stuff. Um, so all that being said, they don't do much for me as a band. And this documentary doesn't do much for me as a documentary. I think it, to me, it was a very um, kind of a generic band story, you know, how the band starts, how the band kind of makes their way, how they kind of don't make their way. And what are they doing now? That's, that's the documentary. And I, I mean, it's fine, but it didn't knock my socks off. Uh, unfortunately, the music doesn't knock my socks off either. I don't think, I think there's a reason they didn't make it big. And honestly, the reason is I don't think their music is as good as a lot of those other bands. So that's just my personal taste. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very middle of the road for me. Bruce coming out with the brick a bat on Bleeding Audio, which is uh, on video on demand and digital Friday, May 27th. Let's see if there's a gentler touch from Eric Holmes regarding Bleeding Audio. Well, one thing I can say is uh, the what was the I Am Cliché? The mm. what, what was that? I, was some some mime cliche. We yeah. we reviewed that, and that one seemed kind of like a, a almost this. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, self important. Yeah, um, you know, pretentious it, and yeah, pretentious. I guess. And what I didn't like about that was when people start bands. It's fun. You know, what, right. you know, what, whatever message you want to get through, uh, creating music is fun. Playing in bands is fun. 
And I got none of that from I Am Cliche. I got a lot of that from here. Bleeding Audio reminded me of when I was playing in bands, you know, the fun stuff, the not so fun stuff. Um, my band never, none of my bands ever got like as big as they did. Um, and, but actually the, uh, kind of to Bruce's point, their music is not at all in my wheelhouse. Uh, it's probably something Steve likes a lot more than I do. Um, I'm not a big, like Blink-182 kind of fan. So, and this is kind of in that wheelhouse. So, um, as far as the band goes, I didn't like the band. I liked the members of the band. They seem like they'd be really fun to hang out with. And um, once they got signed, air quotes, um, there was some stuff that happened that I kind of learned about. It was like, oh, okay, that that's how that part works. That's fucked up. <laughs> Probably if you're in a band, you might want to uh, keep, keep that in mind. Um, I don't think this can help bands today because the music industry has changed so much that a lot of this is an anachronism. Um, or probably not an anachronism isn't a correct word, but um, it doesn't apply to the, yeah. today because a lot of the stuff that they went through just doesn't exist anymore. Um, but it's still, it, uh, I got a lot of nostalgia from it, um, you know, back in Cog Factory days, Ranch Bowl days, stuff like that. And so from that aspect, I appreciated it. But also to Bruce's uh, point, this is uh, this is a music documentary. You know, <laughs> if you like music documentaries, this is a good one. If you don't like music documentaries, uh, you know, this isn't going to. Oh, but this is a good this is the one you got to watch. And, you know, it's not like that. Um, but I think it's, you know, it, it's decent for what it does. I got a little value added once it got signed, just learning a couple things. But overall, it didn't take it over the, you know, didn't take it over the line for me. Um other than I really like the really like the band members, and if I ever saw them in the bar, I would share a drink with them. This movie's directed. This documentary is directed by Bay Area filmmaker Chelsea Christer. I believe that's her name, Chelsea Christer. She spent over seven years making this movie and making this documentary. And you can tell there's a lot of research here. It follows she follows the band for quite. Yeah, for several years after they broke up. So she was with uh, seven plus years so just to make this documentary. I don't know. I'm not a fan of this genre of music. I like it more than Eric and Bruce. I like it more, th- more than you guys. So I found the music to be listenable, meaning after this documentary, I'm going to go on, go on and give a listen to the matches on, on my Spotify. I will. It's my, Yeah, I will. I honestly will. And like Eric saying, it was value added. I ended up liking the members on the band. Each of them have a distinct personality. One of them is more of a business minded person. Another one's a couple of them are artists and, you know, so it's some really interesting stuff regarding their touring. And look, it is trope filled because that's what happens to bands. You know, yes, you know, every band gets tired of touring. Maybe there's going to be some kind of fracture. They, you know, the business model has changed regarding, well, you're not going to make millions and millions of dollars just by selling CDs. We all know that. So all of these elements come into play. But like Eric was saying, if you, A, if you find this mu- this music to be, if you like this music, it's going to be an upscale for you. If you like music documentaries, it's going to be another upscale for you. So, and for me, I just, 91 minutes worth my time for me, actually. I, this is a solid recommend for me. I'm going to give it, I'm giving this one bleeding audio. I was surprised at how much I actually liked it. And I, I think for me, just a continuation that I'm going to actually listen to their music afterwards. <laughs> it's it's funny. The third album is considered, considered the most 
poppy album and that's the one i'm going to listen to the one that they're least proud of i want to check that one out i'm giving this i'm giving bleeding audio the documentary four stars you're rating bruce perky on bleeding audio um i probably go two and a half and i but i would just say that yeah if you like music documentaries and if you like the music then you will enjoy it because it gives you what you want but for me it was just kind of like right down the middle two and a half right down the middle for bruce two and a half eric holmes your final rating on bleeding audio I'm right there with Bruce. And uh, also, um, yeah, if you're a fan of the music, definitely check it out. And also, if you've been in bands between like the 90s and 2000s, maybe uh, maybe give it a watch because you'll get a little bit of nostalgia kick. Like, oh, I remember doing that. You know, I remember making posters and stuff like that back in the day. Uh, so, you know, certain audiences is going to go a little bump. But as uh, just in general, yeah, I'm probably with Bruce on two and a half. Two and a half stars for Eric Holmes. Just a little extra added value, folks. If you're interested, somewhat interested in this documentary, again, like Bruce was saying, a, a whole bevy of just a bevy of people are interviewed. Cassidy Pope, you might know from The Voice. She's a she's a pop star, country music star. She's interviewed extensively in this, but during that time, during the early aughts or mid aughts, she was she did punk rock as well, punk rock pop. Nick Hexum from Three Elevens interviewed, and the aforementioned Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two, and Tom Higginson from. Plain White Tees, a whole bunch of different musicians are talking about how much they like the matches. Obviously, all these people who were interviewed like them more than me, Bruce and Eric. So this is, again, like Bruce is saying, it's really value added if you were into the scene and if you like the music behind Bleeding Audio and the aforementioned group, The Matches. Last but definitely not least, again, very quickly, Friday, May 27th, video on demand and digital. Coming out on theaters on Friday, May 27th is a movie called Dinner in America. Hey, mom, can I go see a rock show with Shishi and Karen on Friday? Rock concerts are bad news. Come on, I never get to do anything fun. You really need to take it down a notch. <laughs> the Heat got a real hard on for you, man. They up the reward. They said you assaulted some lady. Tried to burn her house down. <laughs> Get out! You see anyone suspicious running around back here? You got some place around here we can go. I'm on five different medications. Are you gonna eat that? I want you to take me to the concert on Friday night. We don't like rock concerts for her because of the strobe lights. You're thinking of a rave. What's that? Are you both on dope? Do you think I'm weird? You are a total punk rocker. See what you got. I'm a watermelon slammed into your driveway. So is this like a date? It stars Kyle Gallner and Emily Skeggs. 
I don't even know where to begin because, spoiler alert, I love this film so much. I just got done interviewing Kyle Gallner for this film. This is We're talking about punk rock regarding bleeding audio. For me, this movie has punk rock written all over it. I don't know. I, I For me to even say the word punk rock, it's probably being scoffed at by Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky. Maybe they'll give me the real definition of what punk rock is. But, it's, but basically, the synopsis behind this behind Dinner in America is, quote-unquote, And on the lam, punk rocker and a young woman obsessed with his band go on an unexpected and epic journey together through the decaying suburbs of the American Midwest. And that is the premise of Dinner in America. It sounds like a very general kind of interesting road trip movie, but it's a lot more than that. At least I think so. Eric Holmes, is Dinner in America, does that plot synopsis about their, uh, their punk rocker and a young woman, they, they go on an epic and unexpected journey? Was Is it so? Is this movie an unexpected and epic journey for you? It's certainly unexpected. Uh, but first, I would like to comment on the, uh, if you're gatekeeping, you're not punk rock, you're a poser. So let that be known. <laughs> um, good, the the whole idea of being punk is uh, you're an outsider and you find other outsiders and you build a community through there, whether that's through music, you know, any form of art or maybe just appreciating art or music. So it's, it's not, you know, they say it's not the music, it's a mindset, man. But uh, yeah, if, if you're gatekeeping, you kind of lost the point. I think that said, this movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> I, it was, it was like, uh, I left dinner in America for last. Cause it was called dinner in America. I'm like, Oh fuck. Not another one. Let me watch. There are no saints. And I watched there are no saints. I'm like, this is, this is fucking what I'm waiting for. This is what you know, I watched. There are no saints watch bleeding audio. I'm like, all right, all right. It's pretty decent. You know, pretty decent music dog. You know, whatever. Oh God, I got to watch this dinner in America. And I put it on in like the first five seconds. I'm like, Oh, what is this? <laughs> and as the movie goes on, I'm like, is this, did Anderson write and direct this? <laughs> Our buddy Anderson Gallon, that is from Cooper's. Yeah. And uh, th- this movie has like, this movie has like all the uh, fun and energy of stuff like a uh, stoned age, like uh slacker clerks, stuff like that, where it's the, uh, you know, a bunch of young ne'er-do-wells doing young ne'er-do-well kind of things. Fuck even groupers. I'll, I'll even put groupers in there. The longer this movie went on, the more I was enjoying it. Fuck. It even had like a really strong uncle peckerhead vibes. It, you know, it, it was just, this is just a really fucking good movie. You don't see many like it. I will. Uh, there's trigger warnings. They use the F word. And I'm not talking about fuck many times. Um, usually it's the, uh, hey, you know, right. you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if that is a trigger for you, they say it a lot in this. Um, usually the assholes say it. Uh, but, you know, the main character, you know, that that's the thing. If you're not into that, stay away. You know, I, I can't I can't you know fault you for that. But um yeah, this was this was just a really dirty and kind of kind of fun movie. Uh, sweet at times, oddly, <laughs> even when it shouldn't be. Uh, there's uh, you know a lot of uh, pro drug use, uh, pro uh, pro sex. It, it's weird because as uh, debaucherous as this movie is, it's kind of sweet in parts, and I can't quite put my finger on why that is. But I just really, really enjoyed watching this movie. Really sp- enjoyed spending time with the characters, even though the characters are often fucking. You just want to choke the shit out of them sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I dug this one quite a bit, and don't let the name fool you. 
Dinner in America is probably one of the worst names for a movie I've ever heard that's this good. That's this good. Bruce, what is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, oh, Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude. Simon is played by Kyle Gallner, and Emily Skeggs plays Patty. I know Bruce is going to roll his eyes when I say this, but Harold and Maude, a mismatched pair that really works. In this film, Simon and Patty, they are a total, you're thinking right from the get-go, it's a totally mismatched pair, but for some inexplicable reason, they work the chemistries there, and their friendship and their relationship really highlights how... Just really cool this film is in so many ways. I, I'm going to add regarding barrier to entries that Eric was talking about regarding the F word. There's, you're like it. Simon is not exactly the most likable character. The first 20 to 30, 35 minutes of the movie. I'd say through most of the movie. Through, maybe through my, <laughs> Eric. Eric corrected me and he was correct in saying that, saying that through most of the movie. So just be warned that this is not a warm and fuzzy guy who's anchoring your narrative. Okay. So there's a lot of things that might trigger you. But if you, I think if you actually have some of the patients, you might get a lot of really, really good stuff from dinner in America. Bruce Perky, your assessment of this film. Yeah, I am very high on this film as well. I was trying to kind of nudge you guys a little bit when I, as I was watching it, but not too hard. I didn't want to influence you too much. But um, yeah, I like this movie quite a bit too. We, we did all the comparisons. I'll throw my own comparisons out there. I was thinking as I watched it, um, if you took Sid and Nancy and you kind of spun it a little bit through Napoleon Dynamite and then spun it the other way through like John Waters, maybe, you kind of get in the middle of this. I mean, you've got what? You got a, a low-life drug addict, pyromaniac ne'er-do-well and a nerdy super awkward possibly on the spectrum girl who sends photos to her uh, we won't even say that i won't yeah. talk about that that's good enough that's good enough yeah. um we have um uh the dreaded animal trauma but we don't see it happen but I would say I approve of what happens in this movie uh, with the animal trauma. <laughs> it was found animal trauma. True. There is very broad moments in this movie that work really well. And I know it's a terrible title, but that being said, there are at least three dinner scenes in this movie that are fucking fantastic. And this movie is all about characters. Uh, they're crazy characters. They're really broad characters. They're really over the top characters. But if you can dig the vibe, it's a fucking hell of a lot of fun. And like Eric says, there is a weird sweetness underneath all of it. And that's even more unusual. Okay, here I go again. So remember the whole thing where David Lynch was challenged and he did the straight story. That was like something out so far out of his wheelhouse. And he would say, well, this isn't out of anybody's wheelhouse, is it? This director, I was looking up afterwards, let this director do anything else have I heard of? Oh, yeah. He did a movie called The Bunny Game. Have you ever heard of The Bunny Game? The Bunny Game is one of the only movies to ever be outright banned in the UK. Like banned. It can't be shown in the UK. It's like if the guy who made Sallow or Serbian Story then went and made like E.T., <laughs> that's the amount of difference between that movie and this movie. And and you could just look up like a trailer if you can find an uncut one of uh, Bunny Game and you'll be like, oh, oh shit, I don't want to go to any of you guys. But this, this movie, nothing this guy makes, I want to see. You do want to see this movie. It's really good. It's really it, good. 
It's funny, the bunny game I'm looking for, I was trying to look for it on Just Watch and I could not look, I could not find it. It's not available for streaming or you can't purchase it on YouTube. It's one you of those things. You Pornhub? I, I, I checked. I, I, I've never, I've never heard of it. Never heard of that, that place, uh, Eric Holmes. But yeah, I will check on that as well to see. But yeah, but yeah, just click on it and sign, sign in. Sign in. <laughs> should automatically autofill. <laughs> right. Do you remember that I mentioned <laughs> Sallow and a Serbian film? So. <laughs> Tread lightly. But that being said, this movie is, I think, going to be a discovery for a lot of people. If this, if this catches your vibe and you can get into the, 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 the mode of this movie, it's going to be, this is absolutely going to be a cult favorite. This oh, right. is going to be yeah. a cult favorite, no well, matter what. Well, Eric and Bruce, you're more steeped in this music. How's the music in this film? There, you, you know, there's that the watermelon song. What do you guys think of the overall soundtrack, the music to it? Did you did you enjoy what the music that was being laid out in, in this film that, as well? That uh, uh, you're talking about the tum tum dum dum. That yeah, is, the watermelon song. That is a complete earwig. I, <laughs> I just keep having that just go over and over in my head. Um, the the psyops when the psyops uh play their show yeah uh that that was you know that that reminded me of you know watching uh fall silent playing the basement of the power pad you know just someone's basement i'm like oh this is so good, this is so good. It, it's uh you know it, it kind of cheats a little bit on on some of the music but not too much it, it's almost kind of like green room like when you watch Green Room, you know, at least when I watch Green Room, I'm like, oh, yeah, Jeremy Swanee, he's been to some shows. He he gets it. This is one of those kind of movies where I don't know if the writer and director have been to shows. It certainly seems like they have. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. Well, and Eric, you talked about like punk rock and gatekeeping, all that stuff, right? And this movie actually plays with that whole idea, right? Yeah. Like, because he's in a band and he's like trying to be like, how hard can we be and not settling out? And the band's like struggling with that. And then you get to see how he lives his life on the streets, but then you get to see him go to his home for a little while. So there's a whole bunch of little elements in here that kind of play around with that idea too. Like, you know, how how tough are you? And is it all for real or is it all for show or is it really real or what is it, you know? What the yeah. the the good thing this movie does is that character he's uh hey we're not gonna sell out blah 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 um he's a piece of shit though like his life is not put together and i know so many people like that like they the you know they do the bands and but they don't have their life together and they're constantly like getting in trouble not all of them that by the way just because you're in a punk band or a metal band or whatever doesn't mean you know, you're you're uh, constantly hurting people because a lot of the stuff this guy does is stuff I wouldn't approve of. But this is a movie, and you know, you, you just kind of you kind of you got to go with it, knowing that just because he's the protagonist doesn't mean he's good. <laughs> <laughs> if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's a very layered character, very, very layered character. And a lot of the stuff he does is definitely not good. But you'll, we'll, you'll see by the end of this film whether you think he's good or not, or maybe a little bit of both. Dinner in America. Let's start with you, Bruce Perky. Your rating um, on the film? I will probably go four and a half, but this could become five stars pretty easily. I, I'll see. It's going to get rewatches, and we'll see how it how it grows in my mind. But it's four and a half at least. At least, my goodness, with room to grow from Bruce Perky, Eric Holmes, your rating on Dinner in America. I was going to give this five stars, but they show a license plate that says 69, your mom. So I'm giving this movie a six out of nine star or six point. Really? Star. No, do they? Do they really do that? Yes. <laughs> You're yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they peel out in the truck and, and the license plate says 69, your mom. I'm like... 
I can't give this movie any less than 6.9 stars. 6.9 <laughs> stars, the highest? Okay, listeners, when Eric Holmes gives This is a- higher than a three-star banger. This is the only way you can get higher than a three-star banger. <laughs> this is, and this is higher than five stars. This is like on the level of Bruce Perky's five-star, what is it, five-star five, five star golden star or five-star classic star, right? Five-star classic star? Yeah, classic, star? yeah. Five star. What is what is your version, right? Am I correct, Eric Holmes? Your version of a five star Bruce Bruce Perky five star Golden Star classic star is a six point nine. Is that your the highest rating you can give a movie? Yeah, six point nine is pretty. I mean, this movie needs to win all the Oscars. Okay, and since uh, here's not there's no way in hell this is going to win anything. In fact, what what I'm really disappointed in is that this movie's just going to just kind of not do anything, but. This is like one of those movies that's going to kind of probably, I hope not. I hope this isn't the case. But what will probably happen is this movie comes out, comes and goes. No one hears about it. And then a couple of years down the line, someone's going to you know find this on Blu-ray or whatever, streaming somewhere and like, hey, I watched this movie, Dinner in America. Sounds stupid. I know it does. But dude, come here, check this out. And then they'll start playing it for him. And then that person will go tell like this is this uh, Bruce is right. This movie has cult classic written all over it. Wow, that is amazing. Okay, and in all fairness, six point nine stars out of Bruce, out of Eric Holmes, Bruce Perky gives it. Yeah, I'm going to say eventually Bruce Perky is going to come around and give it five stars. But for now, I mean, he's giving it a generous four point five stars. And you know, since I'm I'm not a, I'm not dinner in Alabama, Srizavasti. I'm not dinner in America, Eric Holmes. I'm dinner in the San Fernando suburban plebe, Greg Srizavasti. I'm just going to give dinner in America. This is a five-star banger for me. So I loved Dinner in America so much. This is a five-star banger. Ding, ding, ding. Look, it hits, to Eric Holmes's point, it hits theaters. Yes, theaters, Friday, May 27th. Should Eric Bruce, should they see this movie in theaters? What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. And bring some like-minded friends. Again, yeah, get keep, some friends. keep in mind, keep in mind what we said earlier, F-words abound, and I'm not talking fuck. So keep this that is a- in mind. This is a get a little buzz on and go watch a movie yeah. kind of movie too. Bruce yeah. Perky, it's your job. We have about 560 members on our Cinematics Facebook group. Call to action telling everyone to go go to the theaters and go check out Dinner in America. Most of them. I, I don't know if them. this is Angie Clark's vibe, but I would say most of them are, are up for this. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, very, very good. Again, look, try seeing it in theaters Friday, May 27th. At the very least, when it comes out on June 7th, it comes out on June 7th on digital and on demand as well. We'll, We will be covering this movie as the weeks progress. Just to remind you guys to watch Dinner in America. See if we're wrong or right. Tell us what you think of the movie, Eric Holmes. Yes, sir. When you go, uh, bring some friends and bring them to the movie theater to watch this. Look, Finer Film does not condone drug use. But I do, so sneaking some drugs too. Okay, very, very good. Well, uh, yes, I think they call it drogas. So I, I'm, I do not. Me and Bruce are not endorsed. What do we? What do you and I endorse, Bruce? Bring. I would endorse. What you do is you get a watermelon and spike it, and just bring it with you. Just bring a <laughs> bunch of giant straws and just go to town. Yes. Well, I suggest, I suggest since I'm, I, I'm trying to, I'm the, the business minded chill of the group, bring, just go, go bring your, find your film glass and pour some, pour some what, Eric, on it? A little bit of whiskey? A little bit of beer? I just uh, crush up some uh, Sundays and Mondays and spring. Yes. <laughs> 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 yes. I have no idea what Sundays Good and Mondays answer. are. <laughs> okay. All no right. one does. <laughs> <Except> <laughs> 
Okay, so that is dinner in America. That is, I guess that's last, but definitely not least. That was the best out of the three that we reviewed this week. Now, as far as our recommendation goes, you guys have anything on the docket? I was going to say, the reason why I'm saying you guys have anything on the docket, I was actually looking up an old Find Your Film Google Doc, and I saw Night of the Juggler from episode 114. (laughs) So what? Oh, Bruce, you got a family film for us this week? I do. I do. Are we going to transition um, from that to from Dinner in America to a nice Dinner in America suite? has tons of family yeah, stuff in it. That is There's true. Families all over That's that true. movie. I mean, I mean, broken I mean, families, but they're families all dis- functional. But <laughs> but yeah, Eric Holmes, broken families trying to heal. They're trying yeah. to heal. Oh, they're not trying too hard. <laughs> I mean, it is Dinner in America. What do you expect? Come on. Very all good. Right. Okay. So Saturday, uh, so Friday, I went and saw Men, and to I guess to <laughs> alone. Sorry, I'm twelve. I'm twelve. <laughs> alone. Yeah. So, which is how I do it. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I am. So I'm such a kid. Okay. So yeah. Go ahead. And then my wife was like, I, as penance, I had to get a family movie for the full family, so I had to go buy the Blu-ray of Dog. Uh, because she's been waiting for this movie for a long time. Uh, we have a German Shepherd. Uh, the dog in Dog is not a German Shepherd. It's um, what do they call those things? Uh, I, I wrote it down somewhere over here. Hmm. Now that I'm fumbling Labrador? over my a Labrador, a uh... no, it's a it's a Belgian Malinois, which is okay. what is a very police doggy dog, military dog, kind of similar to German Shepherds. So. Channing Tatum is a star. You've probably all seen the poster. It's been around a bunch. Um, and they kind of, uh, I guess they kind of promote it as this, uh, kind of Channing Tatum with a dog on a road movie, an unruly dog and, and wackiness ensues. This movie is actually, I think it's a little more substantial than that. I think this is a pretty good movie. What it's, the basic concept is this. Uh, he is, uh, PTSD'd out of the Rangers. He keeps trying to get back in and they're like, you, no, you're not fit anymore. And he's kind of adrift. He's living in the Northwest uh, next to Fort Lewis, which I used to live close to. One of his fellow rangers has uh, died just recently. And his ranger uh, had this dog as his um, his main, you know, his dog, his military dog. He was the trainer and the the owner, I guess, of that dog. So he is that ranger is going to get buried in New Mexico. And basically, as kind of a last mission, they sell Channing Tatum, like, if you do this and don't Fuck it up. Take the dog down there. Get him down to the funeral because the family wants the dog at the funeral. We'll give you a chance to kind of come back into the military. And then the whole movie is pretty much their journey together, right? And the dog starts out just, of course, out of control. And they have various um, various kind of side uh, adventures along the way. But they're not all funny. And they're, uh, a lot of it has to do with basically kind of what it's like to be thrown away after you've been this long time, you know, loyal member of the armed forces and how they kind of throw you away when you are broken, too broken for them to use anymore. And kind of how do you cope with that? And it's actually much more complex and much more affecting than I thought it was going to be. And basically he is like the dog. The dog is this vicious, crazy killing machine, right? That everyone's afraid of. And the dog's kind of broken too. So the, I mean, and it's kind of predictable in that sense, like, right, they're going to two go on this journey together and kind of both heal each other, but it's, a pretty damn good family movie. And if you like dogs, you could do a lot worse than watch this movie. It's not just a cheese fest. It's not just goofy comedy. It's it's actually pretty good. Chopping onions type of movie, Bruce? You might get there at the end if you have dogs and you love them. And you, especially if you have family members that are military members. In fact, what is this weekend coming up? 
Memorial, right? Yeah. Top Gun weekend. Oh, no. Top Gun. Yeah. Fuck Top Gun. Do not go see Top Gun. Fuck no, it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Watch this movie. Maverick. <laughs> you can get Dog. You can own it. It's physical media. It's better. I can tell you I have not seen Top Gun. I can guarantee you one million thousand percent this is a better movie. Eric, did you tell him? Did you email Bruce and tell him that we're trying to get sponsorship from Paramount and Paramount Plus? Did you email him that? <laughs> did you forget on that? <laughs> Trying Bruce to see who still- made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's co-directed by uh, Channing yeah, Tatum Channing as Tatum, well. Yeah, yeah. And it's directed and it's by Reed Carolyn and Channing Tatum. Get it right. Yeah, he is yummy in this movie. There's, I mean, <laughs> hey, look at I'm telling you, if the lady in your life has any like for Channing Tatum, there's lots of beauty shots of Channing Tatum looking all masculine and beautiful, sitting next to a beautiful dog. I mean, come on now. And your kids loved it. Yeah, we all, the entire family watched it. Wow. Like okay. it's meant to be. <laughs> what is your rating on Dog Bruce? Uh, I'm going to give this four stars. I think this oh. is a really good movie. Four stars, highly recommended. And it's a Blu ray, actually, actually, Bruce's first Blu ray, a Blu ray review in, in quite a bit. Speaking of Blu rays and, and packages, Eric and Bruce, have you received my blue, my Blu ray package or DVD package yet? Eric, I have. Did you get any? Oh, good. Okay. I, I, I did not, but I, I did get this. What did you? Oh, oh, you got Bell. Bell. That's. Have you? Have you looked at it? Have you looked through it yet? Bell. Yeah, have you opened it's real. a little steelbook version. Oh, steelbook. Bell steelbook. I, I don't I think know. Was, I think that was Bruce, a five star banger I, for Bruce. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I Bell. don't know how much you've dug into that, but what are the special features like? What What they got on there? Um, I have not dug into it too much yet. I know there's a bunch of interviews. There's a bunch of music stuff and artwork, and it's 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 got a pretty good selection. It looks like on there. It doesn't look like it's super duper duper deep, but it's it looks like it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, Eric Holmes, you didn't. You, oh, you got. What did you? What did I give you? What did I give you on the checklist? Uh, I got a RoboCop. Yeah, and uh, hopefully the remake. The remake's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> I actually, I'm like probably the only person on the planet that actually likes a remake. I love the original too, but okay, I, cool. I, I just love all things Robocop except for the third one. I also got the eight diagram pole fighter. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. So. Uh, yeah, so, anyways, just FYI. Okay, I, I you know oh, what? I thought I, I sent you more, but I guess I, I'm, I'm very stingy, so I, I'll make sure to send you more stuff. I also got a the uh, apparently Netflix still does these things. The DVDs. Um, oh, you, yeah. you're ordering out DVDs for Netflix. I, I, I got a Jules Dassin one. Oh, Jules Dassin. So hopefully, so Eric- uh, shit. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll be doing a bunch of DVD stuff uh, next week. Uh, okay. Wait, can you tell um, us what Jules Dassin title you you got? Was it the, what was know, it? What is, is it? I forgot uh, the name of it. Okay, look, pull it open right look now. at this. This is so two thousand what 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 two thousand ten Bruce the Netflix DVD two thousand and like two. What are you talking I about? Pigeon brought me in a VHS tape. The Jules Dashing movie called The Law. Wait, what? The, the Law. The, the Law. That's interesting. <laughs> He's like, I got the wrong disc. <laughs> okay, and remember, a lot of people like to call him Jules Dassin. It depends, but most people call him Jules Dassin. So you, you, either Jules Dassin or Jules Dassin, both are correct. And that's, I guess, he got the law from Jules. This might. Dassin did he do a movie Netflix. called? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. Okay. There you go. Okay. So maybe I, he'll... I thought it was called something else, but apparently that's what it got. And remember, all of our entertainment stuff and extra entertainment news. I'm building the slide. We're 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 slowly building up content for findyourfilms.com. That's where you're gonna get a lot of our entertainment information and podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Again, Cinematics Facebook group. Please join us for the daily recommendations. 
most importantly, not from me, Eric, or Bruce, but from our fellow members like Joseph Bridges, Matt Stillman, Jason Kleberg from Force 5 Podcast, William Lindis from Movie Bears Podcast, Andrew Martin from Andrew Watches Movies, the aforementioned Chad Wolfong, anything else, Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes, any other names, Angie Clark, any other names that we're forgetting? Mark Crimmins, so many people, so many. Yes. Jack Fitzpatrick, so many wonderful people over. Uh, yes, okay, and no, no, you're right. Yes, you got it. <laughs> yes, and Nathan Day, a great author. He's you know actually Eric Holmes. Sorry, has, I wasn't even listening. I was like, I was trying to figure out what the other Jules Dassin movie I thought I was getting. <laughs> uh, I was trying to go. My, my <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. My Eric Holmes just has, went out. Has Jules Dassin in the brain? You haven't checked out my my interview with Kyle Gallner yet, Eric. You're gonna like I that have. interview. Oh, how was it? Right. How was I my interview with it, Kyle? It was really good. It was okay, really good. Cool. Thank you. I, I liked his uh, I liked his passion for the uh, cinema uh, for dinner in America, and yeah. I can I can absolutely tell why he's so proud of it. Okay, now before we get into our final segment of the episode, Bruce Perky, who's one of our favorite podcasters in the whole world. Um, yeah, oh. yeah, it's it's Eric Holmes. <laughs> it's Eric Holmes, <laughs> and right next to Eric Holmes, who's just a, a person we love, a guy we love. Um, Tyler Noe. Tyler Noe. Wait, is it Joseph Navarro? Is that the other person that we like? He's really the, good. He's really he's good. Pretty, he's pretty cool. Tyler he's, he's, the, he's the 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 second best. He the also second. looks good naked. Oh, okay. And Tyler Noe. They're, they're, these are both. These are both the heart and soul of this podcast called the middle class film class podcast and it's who's the third third string banana there I don't know. do you remember yeah. I, no, I, some guy I I, let me look I, let me look him up pete abeta pete you know what is, okay. he still on, is pete still on our payroll air comes I, I don't know who this pete abeta is but you know what greg yes he, he, this pete sounds like he should drop a beat who's in the box oh what's in the box you lie! No! What's in the fucking box? All right, guys, we are back. By the way, in all fairness, Peter Beta, Joseph Navarro, Tyler Noe, the, these, these people are the podcast hosts of Middle Class Film Class. I recently checked out the review of The Worst Person in the World. All three of us love that the movie. One of the great things about us on Find Your Film is every single week we try to cover as much films as possible. What does that mean? Is we get maybe five to ten minutes to talk about a movie. What they did for this episode was pretty much most of the entire episode. They get really deep down and dirty with that film. It's a movie that we all love. And if you really love The Worst Person in the World, check out Middle Class Film Class's episode on The Worst Person in the World. Very great deep dive on that movie. It's a field trip. It's really good stuff. And each of them have very personal takes on why that movie affected them. Also, they're not, what's cool about it is they're not chills like, Greg Swarzowski. They actually tell. They actually talk about parts that they didn't like about the movie. Very well, well done reviews from the crew at Middle Class Film Class. Now we're off to what's in the box. What was your pick this week, Bruce Perky? And I warned you not to see this movie. <laughs> you did not. You said it would be a tough watch. Um, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Naked, nineteen ninety three. Uh, Mike Lee. I think I'm saying his name correctly. Yes, you are. Um, you are. This is available on Criterion and I think Rental and various other places. You can find it. This um, is the movie that made David Thewlis a star. This, yes, this was a star-making sure. performance of, it, of him, yes. Yeah, this is David Thewlis's movie through and through and through. But be forewarned, this is probably going to be kind of a tough watch, especially in modern audiences, because they're, we talked in the sadness about lots of um, assaulting kind of behavior going on in there. This movie has a fair amount of that as well. Um, and it's, but it's not in you know, a horror movie at all. So the basic concept is that you start out with David Thewlis's character, Johnny, 
Uh, it starts out literally with him in an alley assaulting a woman. Uh, runs away from her, grab, jumps in his car, and drives off to London. He's, I think, in Manchester at the very beginning, but he basically the the movie goes straight to London, and he mo- meets up with his old ex girlfriend in her flat and her roommate, and then the rest of the two hours and what fifteen twenty minutes is him kind of drifting th- through three or four days and nights of London, uh, encountering different characters and having probably 20 minute interludes with each different character. You know, he has a a whole encounter with his ex girlfriend's roommate in the house. You know, he goes off into the night. He encounters some street people. He goes off in the night further. He encounters uh, a guy who's a security guard and a a skyscraper hangs out with him and does a bunch of stuff. And I guess the best way to describe um, David uh, Johnny David Thewlis's character, he's kind of, um, I don't know what you call him. It's like a, a misanthrope yeah. philosoph- philosopher. Um, he, he almost seems like he might be a homeless person, but he's not. He's just like, a, he's like, he's like the kind of guy that would drift from couch to couch to couch. And he might have jobs and he might not have jobs, but he always is kind of, he's able to use his wit and his charm to weasel his way into people's lives, but it doesn't take him long to, to wear thin on them <laughs> in one way or another. Bruce, my uh, question and, to you is, yeah. sorry, I saw this when I was 22, 23, okay? 22 mm-hmm. at the theaters. I was blown away by this film and I was shocked and mortified and I was excited to see more of Mike Lee's work after this. And David Tula sets out, wow, powerhouse performance. That being 30 years ago, and you, this is a first time watch for you, does this movie hold up as far as the power I saw in my twenties, or is this like a one of these things that maybe if you were younger, this would hold more power for you? Uh, you know, I, I depends. I mean, people do hold it in like classic regard; they they love it, you know. And I can see its groundbreakingness. I can see its grittiness and how, especially at its time, it probably really was kind of like um, very like rough and gritty and like a view of this kind of urban, not urban even um, kind of just this kind of lower class profit underclass that you don't see in these movies, especially in what uh, late eighties, early nineties. It's kind of not a character you see a bunch of, although I kind of thought of with nail and I, I kind of thought me, I brought that to my mind, which I think is a lot more fun than this movie. This movie is, I, I wasn't a lot of fun. I, it's one of those movies that I could respect it and I could admire what it's doing and the performances are amazing, but it was kind of a slog at the same time. Like it wasn't, it didn't really grab me. And I, I, and this is a perfect example. We just compared to a dinner in America, dinner in America and this movie both have characters that on paper are really unlikable, like really unsympathetic in a lot of ways. But by the end of Dinner in America, I was much more engaged and rooting for and, in you know, into that main character than I was Johnny at the end of this movie. I felt like Johnny started at a place and he ended at a place, and I don't think he changed at all. It was more like people had to change by encountering him, which is a story in its own. But for me, it would be a mild recommend. Put it this way, it gets a half star less 
then there are no saints. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a three-star film for you. Do you have yeah. any warnings for people before if they want to venture into the Mike Lee territory regarding it being graphic or is it too gritty? Will some people just say, oh, don't see this movie if, Bruce? Well, definitely if you're if you're triggered or thrown off by, by gr- a sexual aggression by men, especially a lot of it. There's a lot yeah. in this movie. He, it's probably any, hardly any woman in this movie that he doesn't eventually become assaultive towards in one way or another. And there's at least three or four women. Plus there's a whole other character I didn't even mention, this rich character that kind of weaves in and out of this. And he also is assaultive towards women. So this whole movie has that in it. So that would be the most triggering thing. I think as far as style goes, if you have a think of a really, really gritty um, movie that kind of also weirdly has flavors like Woody Allen characters, there's lots of philosophizing and talk and and ideas and not as much plot. So, um, so this was a tough watch for you, but still you gave it through. It was okay. I mean, it was all right. It just didn't blow me away. And I'm sure some people would be like appalled. What? This is like one of the classic movies of all time. It's like, "Mm, didn't work for me. Okay. So that is naked. And how did you watch this? Did you actually rent this on YouTube or something, Bruce? Did you see Uh, it? I'm not going to say, but I watched a criterion version is the- all I will say because <laughs> okay, it was very hard to come by. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So look, you you actually kind of said it because if you want to actually see naked, go check it out on Criterion. Yes, Bruce. One last thing I would say: subtitles. This is a movie that really benefits from subtitles. As an English speaker, these very strong accents. It's very very thick, and you probably want to watch it with subtitles. Okay, so that is it for this week's What's in the Box. Actually, for the first time in quite maybe in a couple of years, I'm actually trying to do my job at the some of these interviews that I do. I'm starting to ask actors and filmmakers to actually put a film recommendation for Bruce Perky. My, one of my latest interviews this week is with this actor named Chris Brochu, and he stars in this Anthony Hopkins film called Zero Contact. It's out as well. In, I believe in theaters and digital on Friday. I'm going to look that up. But his recommendation to you, Bruce, and I told you this before, maybe I should next time in the future surprise you with these recommendations. So apologies for not surprising you this time. But it is this 2018 film called Mary Magdalene starring Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix playing Jesus Christ. And that is directed by Garth Davis. And yes, Rooney Mara plays the aforementioned Mary Magdalene. Put that in the box. You know, you wrote that already and put that in your box. Bruce Perky, yes, Eric Holmes, you look very pensive on this. You what's, say, what's uh, say Joaquin Phoenix plays Jesus? I believe so, yes. And she would tell Edgy Boys. Was he walking on water? Oh, okay, very good. <laughs> very good. Great, great joke. And Peter's played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. I have, I'm Catholic. I have no idea if he was walking on water or not, or Joaquin on water. Very good joke from you, Eric Holmes. Mary Magdalene Bruce. You excited to pick that out of the box one of these days? It sounds interesting, at least. It yeah, might be terrible, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> How just did- just so you know, when you pick that movie out of the box, I will be redoing that Joaquin Phoenix joke. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be walking on sunshine when that comes out of the box. Yes, very, very I'll be good. walking a thin line. <laughs> and again, that choice was from Chris Brochu from Zero Contact, starring Anthony Hopkins, out in theaters, digital and on demand, Friday, May 27th. And then before I go, what's in the box? 
While I'm looking, I mean, it's really weird that he plays Jesus, but he's walking like an Egyptian. That's Bruce is walking understand. over to that box, and he's going to draw something out of it. All right. I have picked out of here. Uh, it's really long, so i got to load this all the way out. Under the Tree from mm. 2017 by Hofstein Sigurdsson. Under the Tree. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. And you just put that in yourself in the box. Bruce Perky, was I don't your- remember where this even came from, but someone mentioned Under the Tree. I'm guessing probably Joseph Bridges, but I'm not sure. Under the Tree. That is the next for next week's What's in the Box. If you want to request movies for Bruce, or especially Eric Holmes joins in on these box watches 99, 9.99% of the time when he can, which is almost all the time, go, I don't know, check out our Cinematics Facebook group, hit up Bruce Perky and say, hey, add this to the box. Or go to our website and hey, Give us some film recommendations for us to put in the box. Oh, before we get to you, Eric Holmes, Kyle Gallner has a pick for what's in the box, Bruce. Guess, guess what his pick is for, for uh, what's in the box to put in the box. What do you think it, well, what do you think it is, Eric Holmes? Let me give you the first guess. I know what it is. I, I heard it. <laughs> I listened to oh, it before okay, we I'm gonna, Eric, be quiet for a second, please. Oh, wait, lightly. Not I will anything. be walking over here <laughs> and not talking. Bruce, why don't you pick? What would Kyle Gallner pick for what's in the box? What did he pick? I'm going to say Repo Man. Repo. Oh, what a great look at the you with your going in blind segments. I, that that should actually be put in the box because I still haven't seen Repo Man. But Kyle Gallner's pick. Wait, wait, what? Wait, I, on, I'm sorry. On. I'm going to edit that. I, yeah, I have not seen. Who's, uh, who's Repo Man? What is I've that? Got a, yeah, I've got a, got a uh, what? <laughs> wallet watch coming up in a couple months. So let's see yeah. what happens here. Oh, by the way, yeah, we've done our wallet watch for this month, right? Have we done our wallet watch? Yeah, we have done it. And the next, yeah. I next guess next month. Coming Next month is Eric Holmes' turn. So you think next week for our Dean Coons Wallet Watch, Eric Holmes. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Gallner's pick was not Re- Repo Man, Bruce Perky. Kyle Gallner's pick, and please put this in the box as I'm well. writing right now. Because eventually we love It's Dinner in America. I, I gave him the shot to actually – I gave him the shot. I go, <laughs> Kyle, you can pick whatever you want from your body of work. And, and I said, hey, I'm going to watch one of your films. Welcome to Happiness next. What's another movie? But he specifically said, yes. Dinner in America. So, so please put that in the box. We're so going to have it on digital anyway. If we anyway, pick so. it out, if we pick it out, what we have to do is, if Anderson still hasn't seen it, we have to make Anderson watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would there be very go. cool. Has, has Anderson Cowan listened to you, Eric Holmes, because you're actually on the horn with him quite a bit. Have you prodded Anderson Cowan from the film vault to actually watch it? No, I, I keep calling him and say, hey, you wanted me to call you? And he's like, don't ever call me again. And then hangs up. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did, he did mention a couple other movies that I think Bruce should put in the box. Okay, let's hear it. He did. He, did, he mentioned Basketball Diaries. Oh, basketball! This boy's life. Okay, I'm Bruce. Pretty Perky. sure the three of us have seen both of those, but I think those would be good box movies. Okay, maybe a, a very good Eric Holmes. And See, amend- I, told, I told you I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Amendment, Bruce Perky. If you can add the Basketball Diaries and This Boy's Life, if you can, or if you know a thing or two about a thing or two, that is a reference to This Boy's Life, which is what my favorite line of all time. Are you going to add those to your box as well, Bruce Perky? Yep, I'm you working on it. I got to do a lot of writing tonight. I got a lot of a lot of paper rolling tonight. A <laughs> lot, lot of paper rolling for the box and listeners. 
when we say what's in the box, Bruce Porky literally has a box. So don't think where there's any smoke mirrors behind this. It's, there's an actual, yes, there it is. That's the box. That's At a least real... two people were amazed when they saw that it was actually a box. They were like, what the fuck? There's actually a box? Okay. <laughs> Episode 100. What? 100. Look at your Google Doc, Greg. 117 is finished. Eric Holmes, any final thoughts on Find Your Film? Oh, yeah, but I forgot what it was. Um, so it's probably not that important. But I'm going to yeah. be Eric Holmes's proxy. Find your film for our merch. And please watch there you go. Dinner in America. Right? Okay. And oh, I are... remember what it was. Yes, sir. <laughs> Movie Bears podcast. Yes. They did a, the last, this last week, they did a uh, review of Firestarter, mm-hmm. which I should probably watch that because I brought it up on Cinemax. I might as well watch it, even though everyone hates it. Uh, okay. Um, which probably means I'll like it. Who knows? But they, uh, after they reviewed uh, uh, Firestarter, they did a uh, kind Conan of the uh, Barbarian. Yeah, they did Conan the Barbarian, and that was quite a fun episode. So check that out. Check out the review of Conan the Barbarian, a nice John Milius film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, Eric Holmes. And yes, sir. I don't know when. I don't know what uh, when you're going to release it, but one of the the Finder Film Games that me and Steve did was uh, uh, air quote speed round for George Carlin. And that's because we both talked. To, uh, we both watched that right. George Carlin um, uh, American American Dream. Yeah, the documentary on George Carlin. George Carlin's American Dream, uh, directed by Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow totally made up for the bubble, and I believe that's oh, okay. playing on okay. HBO Max. So get that. Sh- he didn't have to uh, make up for anything. About, Eric, means we talk about it more on the uh, when we do the George Carlin IMDb game. But just uh, don't know when that's coming out. But the American Dream is out now, so check it out if you like George Carlin. It's worth watching. Made up for the bubble, Eric Holmes. I, Greg Shrizovasi. I'm speaking <laughs> myself in the third person. I give that four stars. Bruce, didn't you give the bubble four stars? Yes, sir. Uh, f- no, no. Hey, yeah, four stars. <laughs> no, he didn't. Bruce Perk, he t- stop trying to defend me. He did not give. I think I would be surprised if Bruce Perk, Bruce Perky gave the bubble. Even a bubble. I don't even know what he gave. I think it. I might have given it one star, maybe a half star. I forget. <laughs> Willie I Bruce know. gave it a zero star banger. <laughs> zero star banger. <laughs> don't watch this movie at any cost. Yo, as far as when am I going to release these Hanging with the Homes episodes, do you not know by now, Eric Holmes, by the time I get to Maddie Doe, the long sip chapters four and five, the long walk part two would have been released in theaters. I am so behind on the stuff that I have to watch. Right, Eric Holmes. Oh yeah. God, I guess we so love many things. It's it's all watching it. Uh, Maddie Doe's posting on uh, Twitter. She's doing a uh, some documentary. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if Bruce knows more about this than I do. I don't. I just seen her shooting stuff and talking about it right vaguely. Yeah, she's yeah, talking so- about the government and stuff. Yeah. Oh. And- Fuck, that's gonna be good. And please, and please, you know, one of Maddie Doe is not a type of person that likes to wear gloves when she fights. I imagine she <laughs> talked about comments they made about her when they met oh. her versus when she's shooting. Yeah. Oh, that that's gonna be so good. Uh, I can't you know, wait. if you listen to our podcast for the last couple of years, a couple of things that run run pretty much like a, a running motif as far as uh, cinematically, we we have "Lose the Flower of Evil," endorsed by Eric Holmes and Juan Diego Escobar's Alzate. We have what else do we have? We have the gin. We have what what is it? Uh, Uncle Peckerhead. What else, Bruce? What else we got? What's the what's the what are some of the movies that really PG Psycho Gorman? PG uh, Psycho Gorman. Lunana a Yak in the Classroom. Oh yes, Lunana Yak in the Classroom. Beta and, test. The, the, the Peta Beta the, Test. The Peta Beta Test, aka the Beta Test, right? 
two minutes all, uh the beyond two minutes infinite two minutes or whatever yeah oh beyond the infinite two minutes all these or two minutes greg series of Asia love story what else eric holmes anything else any rushing oh. ass written and directed by Anderson <laughs> Cowan starring Greg Sirzavosti. Also, I might have to add to our list Dinner in America. I'm gonna add. You know what? I've, I'm gonna Dinner in America I've, goes yeah, on the list. I would yeah? totally add that. Yeah, we we need Bruce Perky. You're, you're you've been tasked because uh, Eric Colmes told me I'm not the boss. Eric Colmes is the boss. He said you're, you've been tasked with the next couple of weeks. Come up with a final list of like the movies that are oh, what is it all time banger list. So we gotta have to have we gotta have our all time banger list. Okay, and we're making up some some names right now. But before you get to the all time banger list, Bruce Perky, final thoughts from your side. My final thoughts. I'm gonna go against the grain, and I'm going to actually plug something else. Um, to pal? To turn, I'm going to turn my camera here. Hopefully I can Uh-oh. do it properly yes. without losing my thing. Okay. And I just have to say that if you're not a Patreon of cinematics, you really should be because this month you can't see the background there, but this month they covered reanimator and runaway train. And that is oh, very man. well worth hearing. Very, very cool. Is that a soul silent poster? That is not nice. That is a candy man. Runaway train. Uh, Did we do a good job on on the Cinemax Patreon, Bruce Perky, with the uh, with our review of Runaway Train? Me and Anderson did. I didn't have to yell at you guys too much, but uh, (laughs) there was a few moments. But but I was like, Runaway, Runaway Train. You're only what. 35 years too late. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, Bruce Berkey. That's not going to be a final thought. I want to do one of my one more final plug for the Find Your Film Game Awkward Rebrand. Eric Holmes, final thoughts. Find Your Film Game. How do they play it? Very quickly. How do they play it? Go on they- IMDb, pick a pick an actor or director or mm-hmm. sometimes writer, and mm-hmm. pick whoever you want on IMDb and start with their most recent and work your way down. Yes. To go with- find your film or find play, their film play with you think is the best. Play with a friend. If you have a disagreement, you know, flip the coin and, and the winner. We'll see what the winner is by the end. So we're going to a lot more stuff going on in our universe. We will see you next week. Thank you so much, Bruce Berkey, for that Runaway Train Cinematics Patreon plug. Remember, findyourfilmpodcast.com for our merch so Eric Holmes can collect all the millions. <laughs> all $3 so far. <laughs> $3.69. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>